All right, welcome. Hello. Hello. The Blackheart Summer Podcast coming back at you. Yep, it's us. It's me, Fletcher. Joining me as always. Me. Mr. Whitehead. Joining us as always. Hello, hello. Our legal counsel, Hudson. Lawtron, that's right. And our fourth man. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ian. Not, not, what? I said Ben, I'm doing a B thing. Oh, Well, no, you're quoting a line from Last Action Hero. Uh, That's what I... Is that not what I said? I thought I said I was quoting Last Action Heroes. I actually like that movie, but that's not the movie we're talking about. No. Hudson, drop the movie on everyone. The movie we are talking about this evening is the Luke Besson uh, joint, to borrow a phrase from my friend, uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. I've never seen it until last night. Same. I've never even heard of it until, like, today. It's uh, based off a series of French comics. Um that sort of uh, have always been sort of a, a counterculture, a very trippy sort of animation and style that follows uh, the hijinks and adventures of a pair of, I guess, government agents, sort of spook spies, sort of people uh, named from, Valerian. From, from, ju- from just that, it kind of slick sounds like The Invisibles, too. Like, just, you know, not knowing shit about it and, you know... And like I peeked at the Invisibles earlier today, but I don't know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, the biggest, uh, of course, the biggest thing I can compare it to in terms of vibe and feel, which is obvious because it's also another uh, very famous Luc Besson uh, sci-fi joint, is a uh, Fifth Element. Oh, very, it takes place in that universe too, right? Yeah, I think that's been confirmed. Um, or at least there's a little cameo from some of the aliens from Fifth Element. But uh, and if they're in there, it, that connects. Is the blue yeah. bitch in there? No. No, okay. the diva is not. I just, uh, and Chris Tucker is not in it, because I know that's what you're going to ask next, yeah. Ian. Come in, Dallas! <laughs> come in, come in, mommy. Come in, do it again, Ian. Come in, come in, mommy. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking hair, oh, Ian. Dude, I love his hair. Um, Should we, like, not spoil it, Hudson, but maybe set up, like, that little beginning part, you know, where it's like jumping 50 years and then jumping 100 years. Uh, we can, because uh, the only thing I'll say, that this movie does have a twist. Um, I don't know if you guys, how soon y'all saw it coming, you know. Um, I saw it so, so, Sort of almost a, a Hans Gruber diehard twist a little bit. But um, uh, I don't want to spoil that. But basically what I'll say is, you know, it, it, you see primarily um, our protagonists um, – engaged in various missions uh, ultimately to secure this object that their bosses tell them to get um, which is a little creature oh I didn't even mean that part I meant like that humanity all kind of got together oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that that was really fucking cool well it starts like with the International Space Station then you see it like in 2020 2031 and over you know various parts of time to where you know like humanity unites and then you get this big um, rambling com- ball like, of cool shit, you know. Yeah, everybody's in space. coming to shake hands and greet, and then finally you get up to the point where uh, everyone's like uh, part uh, uh, cybernetic and stuff, and then finally they meet aliens, and then aliens get involved, and then you know you fast forward to the present day as per our film is showing us, and it's like there's just over five thousand different species who live on this station, and it's this giant, uh, you know, floating space community. Motherfucker, like, Alpha One. I just thought it was cool that the whole world somehow united for peace for this to happen. This and I be- thought it was real cool, man. I'm going to smoke a joint out in the garage now because peace. No. That I just thought that kind of was a cool <clears throat> premise to start it off with. To, I, would hope, I would hope that would be our future. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I don't know if you guys uh, 
I, they don't really overtly state it, but I think I, when I read into the comics, because I, I didn't actually sit down and read the comics, I just Wikipedia them and stuff. Um, I think it's established that you remember they said they pushed it off in to, or, you know away from the Earth. Uh, I think like at this point so far in the future, they've actually forgotten where Earth is. Oh shit! So, so they're oh, actually shit. technically like an extant human colony. This is not like some Earth Federation. Yeah, they're not going back there. No, no, no. They're like way out, and they basically not were abandoned. They were self sufficient, but. Earth just kind of pushed them away. So, like, so many, it's like a thousand years of Pat, or not a thousand, but like 500, 600. Yeah, they've like forgotten where Earth is. So, this is just them doing their thing. Yeah. When, when were the uh, when were the comics uh, made and written and stuff? I think the 70s, 80s. And oh, shit. Not, I think maybe even in the 60s. Damn. Um, yeah, because he read them, I think, as a kid. Because, uh, like, you know, um, it kind of it, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, just going into the space shit and stuff like that, like uh, I, like it seems like there was a lot of that type of stuff coming out like in the eighties. It's shit. sort of a, if I could put up an equivalent, it's France's version of uh, of Dread. Yeah, mm, you, you okay. know, because Dread is actually a UK British comic. It's a British comic that's actually been going on since like the seventies. It's still in production. He's the same guy still writing it. Yeah, nice. Um, I didn't know it was, I didn't, uh, it's yeah, it's it's a really prolific publication. I knew, I knew it was a comic, um, but, but it was always like it started out like he was kind of like a hippie, and it was supposed to be counterculture. Mm. You know, like uh, satire about fascists, and uh, I think the Valerian comics are sort of seeing the same light in France. Only they're more like it's kind of like obvious. You, you, you can appreciate this stuff if you're on uh, certain substances because it's just really fantastical well, and cool to look at. Yeah, like, what like, substance like, would be the like, best? Like, get this. In the beginning, they have to, uh, whenever they go to acquire what the government's telling them to get, they go to this place and out on this desert planet, <clears throat> and it's basically this, like, tour guide is telling all these people, like, make sure to put your gloves on so you can touch things and you can only see shit with the helmet on. And uh, it's like a fucking like massive uh, bizarre mall like inter- space in yeah, a different dimension in like a pocket oh dimension, and it's like them just walking around. But as long as they have the goggles on, they're in this like sprawling ass city. Jesus, and, and they can transfer matter between the dimensions. So like these if boxes. you buy a bunch of souvenirs in the in the alternate dimension, you can bring it back to yours, but you have to use these special boxes, matter matter transfer boxes. Of course. It's fucking wild. But yeah, that's that just dope. That's just like the beginning. Yeah, yeah but they, they cut back and forth between like them just staying in the middle of a desert with nothing around, and then they sh- you know shoot you back into the alternate dimension. There's all this shit going on. You know, yeah. we were talking about this being French. I just wanted to point out, too, like, the French do have, like, a weird sort of precursory thing with sci-fi, because I always forget, um, I was never really into them, but, like, Planet of the Apes is, like, that whole... It's it's French. I didn't know that for a long I, time. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could be oh, wrong. It's it's obvious now. There's mm. a planet of the apes. No, it wasn't like that. Just I, I just was never really into Planet of the Apes to begin with. I mean, the new trilogy was okay, but I'll research that too while we're on here. But I'm pretty sure it's like the books are French, is what I think I'm I trying mean, to get you're, at. You're pretty sure John Lithgow is British. You know, I was just thinking <laughs> that, and yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to bring that up and be and be I, that guy. But you can I'm glad you me. did. I don't care. Uh-huh. I'm glad you did. Yeah, take that. Take Whatever. It. How's it taste? Mm. Come on, I admit to being her. But then again, Hudson. Um, Come to find Planet of the Apes is Polish. Uh, you it's, know what I thought of the other day? What did you think of the other day? What I did? 
that I know 100% in my heart that The Great Mouse Detective is a Disney movie. You are entirely correct, and I think I promised at that time to blow my brains out, and guess what, listener? It's that time! Get the gun! This is <laughs> Here the second, we go. the second time we've caught him in this. Second time second I've been time. caught in this boast, and uh, now I didn't, because of that, there's going to be two live rounds in the pistol tonight! So you, I wasn't you, that sure Lithgow was English. You gotta give me oh, that. Oh, okay. Like, I wasn't like, I'll blow my brains out. <laughs> it's my catchphrase, you know? Now what's this? If thing? they ever make a plushie of me, then that'll be one of yeah, those. He's have yeah. a little bubble. It's like I'll blow my brains out. I'm so sure. <laughs> uh, that's why you never put that on the line. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, unless you're big and bold, we well, gotta be in control, man. I'm just researching Planet of the Apes right now. Y'all keep talking about the movie. Um, I mean, uh, it's, I don't know. It was just really good all around. Like great, great soundtrack. The the CGI, just, I don't know, every every bit of it was just really cool. And, you know, you can count on, you, you really can count on, like, Luke, Luke Besson, like, I mean, he he creates, like, these aliens and crazy-looking shit. I mean, in his team. I mean, I'm sure it's not just him, but they create stuff like you don't see anywhere else. Like, you, it's wilder than Star Trek aliens, you know. Um, Way better than Star Wars aliens. Yeah. Uh, like, like there there's a, they basically took the concept of uh, Jar Jar Binks, <clears throat> the much hated piece of shit creation of George Lucas, and like they kind of did it right in this to the point where like we were all like laughing. Yeah, it was like it was it was funny. It was trying to be funny, and it was. But we were all three in the movie. Remember, I said that. When I was like, "We're those three ones." <laughs> and there's even we have like, information, but we all. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't want to be one of those. Well, there and there's even like stupid funny shit, like uh, those ogres that kept on making the funny ass faces. Like that was almost like Terry Pratchett humor. The the one uh, when they capture. Um, uh, Carla Delevingne's character, and she, she keeps on holding those clothes up and going. <gasps> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, not talking. Just yeah, just making the dumbest face ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, uh, you guys want milk with your humble pie? Because yeah, it is French Planet of the Apes, French okay. novel. I didn't argue. I'm not arguing. We didn't I argue. Didn't I just brought up a prior instance oh. where you were sure about something. Yeah. Look, I thought he was British and goddamn cliffhanger. Give me a break. I saw cliffhanger for Harry and the Hendersons. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll you saw it slide. before Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, I saw cliffhanger okay. first. Oh, I saw Harry and the Hendersons. What was that? <laughs> little whisper, baby. You can listen to it later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't look at the timestamp either. I already did. I know. You did. <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah. But I guess I was, uh, French stuff, sci-fi French stuff, is always kind of cool but weird. But out of the realm, it seems of the mainstream. I guess over here, I don't know why that is. Dude, it se- it definitely seems like cause besides Planet of the Apes, I guess. Like from what you're telling me, like this, this, you know, it sounds like you know, uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, something from the '80s. For sure, over here, but like, you know, I don't know. It's just it's it's impressive that like you know, uh, I don't know. I guess they were like having these ideas with their technology and shit in the sixties and seventies and like, stuff. Like, yeah, it, it feels like that because we're probably more versed with that first in our youth, but it has its own flair and twist to it. I feel right. yeah, like in a way I can't put my finger on, but I feel the same way about Fifth Element. Again, uh, I don't know if. Everything exactly from the fifth element is based on anything from this? No, I don't. Well, I mean, I think probably the fifth element was a result because this is, um, uh, it, it was a project from what I understand from what I've read about it prior to seeing it because I was excited about it when it was announced. Um, it was a project near and dear to Luke Basson's heart because uh, he grew up reading these comics and 
it was something that he had wanted to, in some form or another, create and, and bring to the big screen for many, many years. And I think probably the fifth element, it, it looks so much like and has so much of the same aesthetic as number one, of course, because he is the director and he has a certain flair, but also fifth element was probably influenced by his love of that comic like we made up. fifth element he you was know, like this might that, be the closest i get to make yeah, yeah exactly that was his love letter to uh valerian if he never got to make valerian which he did he did eventually yeah i, don't, I wish he'd make another one but yeah. as uh, fletcher informed me last night yeah i did know that this did not really make it i don't know if it just broke even but this did not do you fiscally well and i do remember at the time when uh it came out me and hudson were talking he was like, oh, yeah, uh, apparently Luke Besson put a shit ton of his own money in it. Yeah, I think um, he was still having he, – he, he got kind of like halfway to making it done, and, you know, he's getting older, and, and um, I think it was so important to him to make it that he uh, sort of staked his own – He you know, he had his own modest little he – had, he had a production company in France that uh, did a lot of French TV productions and stuff like that. You know, he, he was a well-off man. Um, I think he, like, uh, mortgaged it and uh, – you know, uh, uh, lost it. I think it was something I, I heard. Um, he he had gathered together just from his personal assets and his interests and stuff like that about three hundred million of his own Shit. money that um, that he put into making this to get it to get across the finish line the way he wanted it because that was that was you know he didn't want to make any compromises on it. When, when, this but came um, out, this came out in two thousand seventeen. Yeah. yeah. So he, he he ponied all that up. Um, and it showed, I, you know, it I, showed. I, I think it broke even, so I don't think he lost anything. He just he, he might have lost a little bit, but um, it, it definitely means that. I think his hope with it was that it would take off and be, be a big, be like his Lord off. of the Rings. You know, Peter, or even his P- New Hope. Peter Jackson was like a little known a- director before that, and then all of a sudden he, he became a billionaire because he got points on the back end. He could find and do whatever the fuck movie he wanted. I think that's what Besson was hoping that it would go, go really well, and he'd make a shit ton of money so he could make another one. Because this was supposed but, to launch a franchise, and it would have been an awesome franchise like this. Yeah, I thought this movie was way better than Disney's uh, first strike at. Star Wars. Yeah. That movie's a fucking uh, piece yeah. of shit on the ground. Dude, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not- supposed to be just a piece of shit up on a table. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it sucks because it just shows that, I mean, I, I don't mean, I don't like to be one of those people who harps, oh, that the, most Americans' taste in film is getting stupider. Uh, you know, I consider us an exception because we do a podcast like this. But it's like, yeah, no, they just want more of the same. They just want sequels, 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 sequels. They don't want something new like this because M- it challenges right? him. You know, yeah, member berries like Ian just said. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that. Basically, that's what I'm harping on. Is that exact episode of of uh, of South Park? Like it, it. See, it also sounds like from you know the way you describe it. It does sound really cool. It sounds like a really you know immersive movie. Um, and comic, and but uh, it sounds like, and especially since it's you know came out in two th- or the movie anyway, like since it came out in two thousand seventeen, it's still relatively you know new. And, like it, it could still like turn into like a cult thing and maybe get like yeah. a second win I, like you I, know later. Just like a few hours ago, me and Hudson were eating dinner, and we were talking about that. Like hopefully it'll be a cult hit because now it's mm-hmm. already three years old and it feels like it just came out, but. Maybe another five years will go by, and even if they don't get another movie, maybe TV series? At least catch it some kind of second Like, like Amazon yeah. would pick it up to make a, a, oh, a, a limited probably, series out of it. Be in comics, I feel like it'd be perfect for like an hour-long show. Dude, that, yeah. that's, probably, that's probably exactly what I had. Probably, you know, if Bezos wants to throw those Bezos dollars at it or something. He he, he's got plenty of money to throw around, so. Might as well try. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Luke was going to reach out to some people and like 
you know, because I know it's all big yeah. negotiating thing, and you have to sell it and pitch yeah, it. Because I, I remember when this movie was coming out, and I was like, oh, that, that looks, looks really cool. cool. I, then I heard nothing. Yeah, that was kind of me, and too. And then I thought, oh, okay, it must have sucked. And then um, I guess I didn't realize that who, who was directing it. Yeah. Uh, then I watched it and was like, "Oh my god! Like this is really good." It, and you can tell it was made by someone who loves, loves it. You oh. know, like loves that source oh. material because he, you know, he poured his heart into it. Also, too, and I, I mean, you maybe you know Hudson, maybe you don't. Yeah. Was this released in China in 2017? Because they have such a big market for movies. I don't know. I know another a barrier to it is you know there were some ads and stuff on YouTube I recall that would pop up, but. Um, Again, I think that that last little bit of money, you know, which is usually, you know, the, the last bit of, of what you have left goes to marketing and stuff. Right. They had some trouble with that. I don't. Do you remember who he got to distribute it? I couldn't. I don't remember the title uh, card. Uh, I saw Europa Corp when we were okay. starting it. Uh, yeah, it'd be somewhere on the disc, which I don't have on me. But because I know he had to shop it, and I know he had troubles with that too. You know, you know, because right. at that point, um, he had he owned so much of it. He didn't have the it, 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 he, the he, juice to distribute himself. He well, he, he he yeah, but no studio wanted to touch it because he controlled it and they didn't have any final cut or anything. It had already been made and they weren't going to make a lot of money off of it. So I think he had to go around and beg and basically calling some favors. Yeah, I know. There's only like one time I can think of an actor or director really putting a huge stake into a movie yeah. and it paying off real well. And the only thing that's come to mind, I know there's probably others, but uh, the very first Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds put a pretty good chunk of his own yeah. money in that he had all that waiting and and uh just friends money what laying around that blade trinity money laying around yeah. yeah again not individuals i made the comparison earlier like pierre jackson but also pierre jackson didn't have anything on the line yeah he made a shit ton of money but he, he, he didn't have his own New line cinema had a lot on yeah, the line they actually uh I, I don't know if you rec- knew this i don't know if i've ever told this, you a little tidbit but if you notice new line actually because they had so much of their money tied up in that and couldn't get any more credit uh, they actually uh, ceased production for like a, a solid year on any other films yeah. because Lord of the Rings had eaten up so much. And basically, if Lord of the Rings flopped, New Line was going to go under. But obviously, because their creators off, had so call options. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, they could have gone the route of Orion Studios, yeah. little older, which did come back a couple years ago. But yeah. I don't know if they've done anything. But, like, but you know who's still standing strong? Who? Motherfucking Lionsgate. Lionsgate is still uh, standing strong. I remember when they were artisan. Yeah. Do you remember when they were artisan films? Columbia, I d- Sony I remember, Pictures. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing Sony's still standing. Like uh, I remember going to the video store a lot. Like uh, like sometimes in high school or whatever, middle school, and like snagging something that like you know I'd never seen or whatever. And like sometimes it'd be trash, sometimes it wouldn't. Lot ninety five percent of the time, Lionsgate film. Mm-hmm. Like they put out a bunch of shit. They do. They do. But, uh, but me and Whitehead have had a lot of Lionsgate double feature nights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they, they all usually turned out pretty good. good. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not bad. And like that's that's what I was, that's what I was gonna say earlier. Like, uh, like sometimes like it's you know it's like just Look, te- testament to how good somebody is. Ian, like Ian, hold up, man. I know what you're trying to say right now. I fucking dare you to say it. Look, it comes a time where every podcast has to shill a little. And I think what Ian's trying to say is, Lionsgate, please give us jobs. Please, 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 just for y'all, like uh, you know, in the give book. us a studio, Lionsgate, a regional studio, and we'll do production and we'll make sure we'll yeah. do B, we'll do B roll shots for movies. I thought you were about to say we'll do Dude, B my, scores. My cousin's a producer; he Dude, makes beats. 
Um, we have an attorney. Um, but, like, but uh, but you know, like, just sometimes, like, whenever it's just testament to how good and talented somebody is, especially whenever they like put a lot of their own money and time and effort and like you know, uh, Hard. and even raise the stakes and shit like that. So, like you know, just to like. Um, be able to put the put together their you know their vision and stuff and roll the dice on it yeah and, and and actually be able to create the thing they have like the picture in their head and share it and shit like that mm. so i mean you know I, like you know somet- I, sometimes when you go that extra mile and shit it fucking shows like uh you know especially right. talented uh back onto the movie just a tad bit i don't want to say too much cause it's so cool and i just want people to see it in the hopes y- that this yeah. does get a following yeah the thing we're kind of doing this is a this movie's vastly for as big of a movie it is vastly untalked about. Yeah. I mean, I, not, not I completely. I know if you went looking for it, we would find it. Like, with, I'm sure Screen Junkies did something about it back when it came out, people like that, or even uh, maybe even Cinemasker did something, or certain YouTube channels and other Possibly. podcasts probably did something on it. But, but uh, fuck them, we're this podcast. We're, yeah, that, we're us. And Say shit we got again. six people listening, so fuck it, let's get it out there to them. What's up, six? Um, six people. Um, I mean... The only thing I'm going to say is the suits were real cool in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Clive Owen's garb for his military thing, <laughs> I, I point out he looked like a like Nazi Green Ranger lover. <laughs> yeah. And uh, John Goodman's in this. Badass. And I did make a joke because he's all CGI. I go, so did Goodman go meth and just let himself go again and just start eating and get that big? And CDI. Did not get to see him again. He only had that and, one scene. And then I said, "There's actually no mocap here. That's just him." Yeah, four nostrils. Yeah, he got I'm, so big again that he great he created four yeah. more nostrils. I'm just I, I'm just imagining like CGI human fucking John uh, Goodman lips, <laughs> and it's like kind of grossing me out. They're so thin. Uh, I do like John Goodman though. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. love the man. But uh, Nash- it, but and I want to say I thought Dane DeHaan and Kara Devlin, or I cannot remember her last name, they were pretty good choices and not the stereotypical choices. Yeah. Because usually, uh, I, I said this to Hudson when we were in dinner because we were talking about Valerian again. I go, yeah, I like Dane De- DeHaan as an actor or DeHaan as an actor. Excuse me. Uh, I was like, but he screams card sleeve to me instead of badass space guy. But he pulled it off. Well, I, I think he did. I, yeah. I told Fletcher, I've always thought that both of them, and, and I've seen them in other stuff, other little things, like they're both kind of like like uh, weird people. And I mean that in a good way. Like they're just, they have sort of like a strange, different vibe. Um, and this is a strange, different movie. So I think they were good fits for it. Yeah, like, I thought she was even weird in that Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Um, what's I didn't a, see it. What's oh. a card sleeve? Like, I said a card sleeve, like for your magic cards. Uh, he just screams more nerd than, oh, okay, not in okay. a bad gotcha, way. Gotcha. I like you know, him. I mean, you know, Fletcher really loves magic. He yeah. plays it every Sunday with a bunch of people. We have a tournament winner here, folks. Yeah. If anybody wants to come and challenge him. And or he, you uh, can watch me get some pussy. He plays a lot of commander decks. Uh, he always, he's always like talking about commander decks. I don't know what those are because like, I lift and I'm cool. Um, but he's always talking about something called Commander Decks. Some of y'all might know what that is. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, like you I'm not a lot of pussy. I mean, I'm just repeating the shit you talk about. Yeah, 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 and I'm backing yeah. it up. But uh, how yeah. dare y'all put that Commander shit on me? On a serious note, even though I don't play Magic, that is someone else you're talking about who will remain nameless. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll hey. tell you who it is after we get off I'm, mic. I mean, we all know who it is. Yeah, well, we all know what we're going to talk about after mic. And maybe the six people yeah. that listen, maybe you guys know. Yeah. Maybe you're one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you're a fan of Valerian or any kind of sci-fi stuff, like, because we were talking about, if you hadn't seen this, like, me and Hudson were like, people that like the show Farscape might like this even. 
If they don't like Star Wars or Star Trek for whatever reason. Yeah. If, it, if anyone tells you or if you read anywhere this isn't a good film, don't believe it. Because I think this got a lot of hate. And I think it... it I'm not... I, can, I am actually a little bit of a Hollywood conspiracy theorist. And I think a lot of times the industry um, will actively try to put down a movie that they don't have a hand in like this. And I think that's kind of what happened. You think Disney did it? I think... Yeah, I think they... they I, mean, you know, I believe you, it. You know, he did it on his own. You know, has his own money in it, and he didn't need any of them. You know, and I think that pisses him off sometimes when pe- when you know independent guys like him do stuff, and so they probably blackballed it a little bit. Yeah, I can yeah, see. I can, I, I, mm-hmm. I can believe it, especially when you know, like like you Disney was ramping up their Star Wars shit, you mm-hmm. know, and wanting it to be the only sci-fi game in town for a few years. And Valerian well, blows it out of the fucking water. Yeah, I, I, did, did you, I wonder if it's one of those things of just also too fiscal stuff. Like, yeah, like yeah. they would have took it, but it's like, look, here's the thing. We're gonna have to take money to market it if we're gonna distribute it, but it already doesn't have a following over here in, in like Canada, North yeah. America. Maybe Canada a little bit, like French Canada. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But like Mexico and shit, they're probably like, what? And also in South like, America. Also like a more like kind of. They'd be a I'm, markets thing. I, I'm I'm not a marketer, but like I'm just you know like just like from marketing like if uh, just the idea of like you know no we're gonna have Star Wars that's the sci-fi one you know it's like dude like. Well, I want, I want Star cares? Guy. Dude, do it again. C- you know, case whatever. Him. Like, you, C- know, you don't have to just, you case know. In case, in? case No, not case, <laughs> case, case in point. Like, wow. China Fuck. never got the original Star Wars or the prequel trilogy released to China. So when the new one came out, the Chinese audience were like, Okay, they didn't know what the fuck Darth Vader was or any of that shit. Like, didn't have the legacy or even the no yeah. of over there for like the average work uh, walking around person in mainland China. But unlike us, what's the Chinese movie? Uh, that we know about that I bought you at that flea market, bro, uh, in the uh, blue DVD case. That's apparently a Chinese it. classic that we need to do for this podcast. Dirty Tiger, Crazy Frog. Oh, yeah. yeah we got to do that one that sometime. Shit. That yeah. movie is so good. That movie yeah. is good. But, uh, oh, dude, I forgot. Dude, yeah, no, that was good We're going to do that one sometime. But, uh, guys, uh, anything to wrap up before we get out of here? Do you want to rate this one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and give it 9 out of 10. I'm going to give it 9.5. I'm gonna, gonna, gonna I'm, point up me, sandbag me. Yeah, I will. I'm I gonna give it. it a. I'm gonna give it. A, you didn't even see it. Shut so up. Sh- shut let up. me finish. I'm gonna give Wait, it. A, give it your prediction. I, I'm rating. gonna give it a nine out of ten. I do want to watch. Like I, interests, you know. So like I want to. I want to see this movie. Nine out of ten eager points. Yeah. Hudson, I don't have any negative things to say about it, so I'm going to give it a perfect score. It's it's a perfect uh, uh, sci-fi romp, and I think this is going to be a future classic. Uh, it's already a classic for me. So okay, the only reason I didn't give them a uh, that extra point five, I did not see a single fucking nipple this whole movie. <laughs> uh, she did have the sculpted, uh, molded, almost uh, Batwoman uh, titty suit. Yeah, that was really cool. Kind of nice, you know? but the other suit was really cool too. Yeah, it was too. We all want suits. Mm-hmm. Luke Basson, if you hear this, can, can, I, can I have a suit? And more space fucking for I really head. like John Renault. Th- that's the only make, thing. I, this movie me, should have John Renault in it. Yeah, make me John Renault with that suit. Actually, can you just send us John Renault to hang out? Doesn't Luke. seem like he's doing much. Yeah, like. I love Donna Musha 3, come, man. Donna Musha 3 was cool. I love John Renault and Ronan, but. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up then with the John Renault love uh, fest. Yeah. All right, we'll catch everyone later. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay.